I'd like to welcome you to WCPT AM's Out Chicago. Think of us as Sunday brunch with your gay best friends. Now, please welcome your host, Scott Duff. And a happy Sunday fun day to everybody out there. Welcome to Out Chicago. Scott Duff here. Ellen Miller is off celebrating an early Christmas with the in-laws in Tennessee. But that Mm. means that the chair of the Democratic Party of DuPage County is here, Ken Mejia Good morning, everybody. Good morning. That was my best Oprah that I tried to do. That was fantastic. Ken Mejia You get a Ken Mejia. You get a Ken Mejia Everybody get, gets, gets a Ken We all get a Ken Everybody. 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 <laughs> so happy that you're here. How are you, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. How are you uh, doing? Clearly, you... you uh, Look, we walked into the studio, and you <laughs> removed your jacket. I'm like, whoa, hello, Ken Mejia Beal. You're looking great, my friend. Well, you know, uh, my rule in 2022 was every single time I face a microaggression to do a push-up. So, Oh, dear you. Lord, how thank are you, you not just world. swole like, like, like nobody's business? I'm looking fantastic. There's nothing but microaggressions out there. Thank you, And haters. some not-so-microaggressions yeah. that are happening. Well, it's, it does a body good. It does a body good. That should be my whole thing for 2023. Yeah, push up. Do a push up. Every time there's a microaggression, go Child, for it. Child, I would be... You You would look more amazing than you do now. This is... Yes. <laughs> but I'd also be doing like push-ups just everywhere. I mean, yeah. Grocery stores, Grocery gas store, stations, yeah. churches. Yeah, all over the place. You, there's, there's probably TikTok videos. Of me doing push-ups in random locations. All right. Well, you know, there we, I, will, I will look for those. <laughs> I, will look, I will look for those on the TikToks. Absolutely. Um, I am so happy that you are here. The sun is out. It is cold. But the sun's out. Is it? This, it's cold. What? Is I mean, the sun out or is I it cold? I didn't see it. It's freezing. I did not see the sun. Oh, yeah. The sun is, is it's out. It's, well, it's sunny out right wow. now. Wow. I know. News news flash. There we go. Didn't know. There we go. But it's a beautiful day. We got a beautiful show for yes, you. Uh, it is the first night of Hanukkah. Yes, happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah out there. Uh, and we've got uh, a fun a fun time show. We do uh, set up for you uh, uh, this uh, today. Uh, we are very very fortunate. Later on this hour, we are catching up with one of the new co artistic directors of I O, Adonis Holmes. Yes. Uh, I O is a is a as you as you may know, um, is a Chicago comedy institution. They have been going, there's been some strife that's been happening over there. uh, And then it was closed down during the pandemic. It is now reopened, new owners, new leadership. Uh, So we're going to be speaking with Adonis about... uh, their plans for their plans for this and how to turn this around, how to um, deal with the the toxic environment that had been around right. and now they're moving forward to continue making uh, Chicagoans laugh uh, and helping people find the funny in a very inclusive way. Can't wait. I, I'm very, Cannot very excited wait. about that. And talking about people who can find the funny, y'all, mm. Helena Handbag Productions is at it again mm-hmm. with uh, the Golden Girls, the Lost episode, the obligatory holiday special. I yes. saw it on Friday. Just a delight. These people, they're a bunch of weirdos, and I just love them so much. And we're going to speak with the head weirdo, uh, artistic director, uh, David Serta, uh, in the second hour of the show. I'm excited. About, I've seen this show three times. Oh, yeah? I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm addicted, so I'm excited. So great. Yeah. It's just so wonderful. And the thing that really struck me was, like, how true to a Golden Girls episode it is. It's amazing. It is. Yes. And these are all original things that pop out of David's. Crazy, crazy I'm a, brain. I'm a little 
fanboyish this morning. Oh, good. A little bit. He would love yeah. that. I'm containing. He would love that. No, fam, please. Fanboy <laughs> all over him. He would love that. All right. Um, and, you know, and we uh, we love food. The holidays are upon us. Um, it's the first night of Hanukkah. We are one week away from Christmas and two weeks from New Year's. Uh, so uh, we are going to be speaking with uh, Steve McDonough, mm-hmm. author podcaster and one half of the Hardy Boys. He's going to be joining us uh, uh, later on for some culinary inspiration Cannot for wait. the holidays. And you left out mixologist. And mixologist. Which oh, is, yeah. Oh, yeah. L- let me tell you, you, <laughs> I had him on, or we had him on the show earlier this year. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got a brand new podcast out called But I Digest. Uh, and it's, uh, he and, oh, Hans, what's, what's Hans' last name? Um, Hans Rufert. Okay. He, he is with Hans Rufert, who was on uh, Top Chef in uh, ah, in the okay. earlier seasons, he was diagnosed with stomach cancer. Hmm. As a chef, that's hard. That's horrible. That's horrible Absolutely. thing to happen. Uh, so now they have started a podcast called But I Digest, a very tip of the hat because since he doesn't eat oh, normally got now, it. but they talk about, they pick one ingredient and they do the history of the ingredient, uh, deep dive, and then they... Uh, Hans gives it gives a recipe for it, and Steve uh, gives a cocktail using it. It's it's fabulous. I gotta start checking. It's out so good. Stuff. It's so good. It's so good. So we're gonna have a fun show, uh, and we would of course would love to hear from you. So give us a call at seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. That number again is seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. Of course, you can find us on Facebook, where we are coming at you live. Uh, you can just head on over to Out Chicago Radio, and while you're at it, why not give us a click and a like and a thumbs up and a share and all that good stuff. All the buttons. Click all the buttons. All of the buttons. Click all the buttons. And if that doesn't float your boat, you can always tune in on WCPT 820 Chicago's Progressive Talk on Facebook. And while you're at it, why not follow WCPT on all social media at WCPT 820 on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the TikToks where you can find videos of Ken doing push-ups. In random locations. In random locations. (laughs) There we are. How are you, my friend? You said you were doing fabulous. I am having, you know, I, I am embracing the happiness in life. And my, my whole mantra this month has been step into the joy. So Ooh, I am in the I like joy. That. I'm loving the joy. I am living my absolute best life. That's amazing. I really am. That's great. So what... How do you... You know, finding your joy is, yeah. is usually is really, really, really tricky. It is. How, what have you been doing to like take the moments to be like, oh, there it is. I have learned to show myself grace and I've learned to um, forgive myself. I've learned to keep the folks that love me close and keep those that don't far, far away. And it has changed my life. I am, I wake up every morning happy to be here with a smile on my face and I go to bed every night with a smile on my face and it is really stepping. I encourage everyone uh, who can hear, hear me now to step into your joy, embrace those that embrace you, reject those that don't embrace you and go through life with your crown on your head and a smile on your face, Jesus in your heart and vodka in your freezer. (laughs) Go for it. That's right. That's great. Now, <laughs> you know, it's so funny because, like, uh, a couple years ago, during, like, in the early years of the 
45's administration, mm-hmm. um, which we'll get to yeah. later on. Um, we, ha- you know, everybody was like, it's been a hard, it's been a hard five or six years. There I'm was just going to say for everybody. There was no joy to step everybody. into. There was no yeah. joy to step into. And then there were two artists, theater artists here in Chicago, uh, Leah Erzendowski and uh, her husband, Anthony Cor- Corser, mm. who did a show. I can't remember the name of it. I think it was called like the Happy Magic Unicorn Happy Hour or something like that. Okay. Where they were unicorns. And, the, the, and the, it was very strange and, and lovely and delightful. But their whole thing was they gave you joy homework oh that sounds great you know and it's like it it was a a reminder like there is joy you just have to find it you have to you have to find it and otherwise the the, uh, all the other crap is just going to drag you under so you need to find the joy exactly and life is hard and 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 life you're gonna run into unjoyous moments so it it is work to step into the joy because you have to find the joy. You have to embrace the joy. And it is sometimes little things like uh, two days ago, having the worst day ever. I slipped on ice. I fell downstairs. Oh, gosh. It's OK. Wow. <laughs> um, but when I was doing my laundry, I found a five dollar bill. That was my joy. It's hey, like, hey, I got something. Free five bucks That's that right. I never knew. And then I, I went to the store, got some Ben Gay, rubbed my back. Um, <laughs> But you know you gotta. Then find went over the to that joy. freezer and pulled out that vodka and then talked to that Jesus is what in your heart. There for there you go. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I do, but do you think? You know, I've been I've been trying to do that yeah. as well. Like I've been dealing with a lot of, I've been dealing with some health issues this year, and I've been dealing with you know career changes yeah. and all this stuff, and really trying to take a moment to step back, and to to find the joy and to be like, wait a second, things have shifted in my world, right? Am I happy? What can I do to make myself happy? Correct. Now, do you think, just because we both have birthdays coming up. We do. Yours is tomorrow. Yeah, it is. Mine is the 28th. 28th. There uh-huh. we are, 10 days. Um, do you think that that is a sign of, like, dare I say, wisdom of being of an, of an aged person <laughs> not aged because you are not aged i will fight you well no no you were definitely not aged i mean i'm i'm much older than no, you are i'm joking i'm joking but do you find that like as you are getting older it's easier to find those moments of joy or easier to to recognize the sources of of like where people aren't bringing you joy you know i think what happens is you recognize that every obstacle you have in your life right now, you've already dealt with. So those annoying people that you're dealing with in life, you dealt with them in high school. It's the same thing. The problem you're having at your job right now is a problem you had at your job when you were younger. It's about navigating the problem areas in your life with the understanding you've dealt with this before in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can navigate it, and you will be okay. And maybe that's why I'm filled with joy, because I know at the end of the day, I'm going to be okay. It, I'm going to get through it. Whatever that means, whatever that looks like, I don't put too much weight on that. But I know at the end of it, I'm going to be okay. All right. And, All right, yeah, and yeah, yeah. And that's what it's, matters. And, and a lot of it, too, for me... Mm-hmm. You know, I, uh, Lordy, I, I, you, <laughs> a, I wish I need, I need to get back into therapy, just yes. because there's so much, you know, stuff to process. I think, the, I think collectively, we are all still, still dealing with 
the the trauma of of you know the last administration yep. the the how it ended with every with the pandemic yes. i think we're still dealing with that more than people realize oh yeah absolutely more than people understand and just to be like there are uh i look at that at the the, the time when we were inside mm-hmm. as a way there are a couple of there were some great lessons mm-hmm. that i've learned and some horrible habits that i'm trying to break Same. the horrible habits that i'm trying to break in terms of like uh now that the world is opening up taking advantage of the world yes you know that's that's a hard that because it just seems so much easier to be like oh but you know but my home is cozy and there's a fireplace and right i don't need to go out in, into the world and engage with folks right um so that to me, that's one thing that I'm like, oh, I'm really, really like, I'm, I need to do better. I'm in the same boat. with that, you know. I'm yeah. in the same boat. Yeah, because like, I mean, Ellen Miller is a great. I mean, she she goes to the opening of an I, envelope. I know. She is like, she is she is out there living life. She's doing things. One of the best thing, what things that I love about her most is like, you know, she she and Kathy. They will celebrate anything. I know. <laughs> Which is fabulous. I follow on Facebook. It's right. amazing. I know. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> um, and then now, um, you know, so that's one thing that I'm, I'm working on. But one of the things that I thought that I took out of the pandemic was really just kind of thinking about what is important to me. What is really important to me? Making those connections, you know, like being with friends and family, like Mm -hmm. actually having those connections. Um, What brings you joy? Finding those things that bring you joy. You know, and it it is an active thing. Yes. It's that easy and it's hard and it's, it's easier to look at the things that don't bring you joy. But when you find what brings you joy and you embrace it, you step into it unapologetically. Oh, life is good. Yeah, for real, right? Life is good. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the big thing. That that is something that I am trying to to really to 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 grapple with, you know. And and yeah. And letting go of things where like what you thought mm. was going to bring you joy or purpose. Yeah. How that might have changed. Yes. And I find joy in the wisdom that I know that I was going down the wrong road. Girl, we like, are I find deep. joy in that. This is just deep. Like, that wasn't my road. Got it. Moving on. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's, it, yeah. 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 So hopefully we'll be able to, you know, move forward. You will be. Find some joy. Everyone will be able to move forward. Find the joy. Start today. Yeah. Oh, all right. And, and then do a push-up. Step into it. Always do a push-up. I think... <laughs> Doing push-up, sit-ups, anytime you are feeling that anger from outside forces, take that, take that moment, internalize it, and do something good for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to be doing push-ups because, okay. <laughs> you know, this body ain't going to lift itself. No, it's true. <laughs> Mine can't lift itself. I can never, I've never been able to do a pull-up ever. Well, I just can't. Even when I was in, like, super-duper shape. We can go just to the can't. gym. We can change that. Oh, I don't want that to be, but the, you know what? That's just not a priority. It's just Fair. not a priority for me. Fair. If I find myself like dangling off of some sort of building ledge, like in a Marvel movie or whatever, right. 
I'm just going to hope that there's somebody down there to catch me because I'm just not going to be able to pull myself up. You might be able to. I might be able to, you but the adrenaline and everything yes, like that. That's but, right. You know, fortunately, <laughs> I don't put myself in those situations. Good for you. you. Know. And speaking of people who are like just pulling themselves up by their bootstraps, there is a crazy deranged man in Florida who has the most brilliant idea of making money this holiday season by Let's offering by offering digital trading cards. Mm. <clears throat> did you see? Did you see? I wait, did you see it? I. I mean, how could you not see it? I did see it. <laughs> it was it. like, I'm like, wait, what? What? What are you doing? What's happening? It's like the never-ending saga of craziness. It is. It's bizarre. It yeah. looks like somebody gave him his iPhone back, mm -hmm. and he downloaded Lenza. He did. He downloaded that AI app. He did. And was like, <laughs> I want to get in on this trend, mm -hmm. and I think that I, I, I hope AI makes me look like a superhero with lasers coming out of my eyeballs. And it did. It did. It 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 did. It did. It did. And he's holding a torch, just like the the Statue of Liberty. It's a lot happening and I just you know he's in the right place Florida he's in the perfect place he is place. in the perfect place yeah. for that and the internet <laughs> apparently because oh. that, I my jaw dropped I was like are you is this I'm like trying to look for sources and everything to yeah. be like, is this real? Is this like, is this not a Saturday Night Live parody or, or something like that? Like what, what, what? So I've gotten to a place with Trump where I assume that it's true. And then I try to investigate my way out of it as opposed to the other way around. It makes life easier. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Because it's usually true. And oh, it's usually true. But it's, it's just still like, wait, what are you? Are yeah. You, and the, you, you can't even hold it. No, it is a digital. No, it's a digital thing. So you're just gonna give him money, so you mm -hmm. might have a Zoom call. It is. It's literally a metaphor for Trump supporters. Like you're paying for something you'll never be able to hold. It'll never do anything good for you, and other people will think you're insane. All right. Well, there we go. And there, there, go. there it is. There's <laughs> that. And I think that that's a perfect time for us to probably take a little break right there. Uh, Let's do it. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. I, I, the, the laser beams out of the eyeballs. It. I. It. I. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, somebody was doing a lot of Adderall that night. Um, anyway, uh, before we go take a break, uh, this part about Chicago is brought to you by Team Hochberg. If you are looking to purchase a new home, refinance your existing home, secure a VA loan, or reverse mortgage, you need to call Team Hochberg, your trusted local lender. David respects veterans, but wanted to do more than just saying thank you for your service. So David did something about it. To thank veterans for their commitment to our country, Country, Team Hochberg will be waiving their loan origination costs, which is currently $1,250, the next time Team Hochberg originates a veteran's VA, FHA, or conventional loan. Let's review. To thank the over million veterans living within the Chicagoland area for their service to our country, Team Hochberg will waive their loan origination fees the next time they originate a veteran's VA, FHA, or conventional loan, saving the veteran $1,295. Team Hochberg has helped thousands of veterans secure mortgages over the past 20 years, but they can't help if you don't call 855-56-DAVID or visit 56david.com. That number again is 855-563-2800. Or visit 56david.com. Lower.com, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 1124061. We are going to take a quick break. Uh, and when we come back, President Biden signed the Respect for Marriage Act into law. Great. 
We're going to talk about that uh, on the other side of this break. So stick around. You're listening to Out Chicago right here on WCPT. I'm David Dodd with the Chicago Black Gay Men's Caucus. Welcome back to Out Chicago on WCPT 820. And welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Duff here along with Ken Mejia Beal. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, hello, We're just talking about the new Wendy's burger with a big old slab of fried mozzarella right on top. I mean, if you can get a doctor's note for it, go for Four it. Four reels. Comes yeah. with a sided defibrillator. That's it's amazing. Right. It looks really good. YOLO. Oh, yeah, you do only live once, and you're going to be done eating it after, right. you, after you eat that thing. <laughs> Wowza, that's crazy. Um, okay, so that, clearly that might not be on my holiday table. Change it. Add it. I should add that on. Yes. You know, I've always wanted to do um, a White Castle stuffing for the holidays. Do it. I know. I mean, because it's got everything. It's got your onions mm-hmm. and pickle. Well, the pickles are weird. But it's got your steamed onions Meat, just put a little in steamed buns. You just put a little egg in there and, and some if, sage. And if you don't like it, you never, ever have to do you it again. You never have again. to do it again. Look at that. Yep. Look at that. There we are. That's how it works. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. You know what else I love? Uh, Let's the, talk about it. Oh, my gosh. Today, okay, so this week was a it was a lovely week. It's a great week. It was a great week. Aside, I mean, first of all, we now we know what to get everybody on our maggot list of, you know, <laughs> Trump collector's cards. Yes, absolutely. Fantastic. Can't mm-hmm. wait for that. Uh, that's really, really good. It's in the mail. It's not even in the mail. It's in the email. Well, they won't you can't, know Because you can't touch it. You know. You know they won't great. know. They won't know. <laughs> but, um, but this week, uh, President Joe Biden signed the Bipartisan Respect for Marriage Act on Tuesday, which codified uh, into law protections for same-sex and interracial couples. Yay, America? And uh, the fact that we actually had to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, good for us, yeah. but also, uh, like, why? Why? I mean, we all know why. We know why, we because, it. yeah, because um, Clarence Thomas said that he was going to be yes, coming after it, after right. coming after a burger fell after they overturned Dodds. And, you know, I'm, I'm happy that it's gone through. I'm happy that we're recognizing marriage uh, for everybody, but we have to take that next step. And that next step is... The Equality Act? Well, the Equality Act, number one. And number two, we have to really start evaluating the people we put on the Supreme Court. We have to evaluate um, the number of folks we have on the Supreme Court and the duration of how long these people are going to be sitting on the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. I, I think we kind of have to redo a lot of things. I, I'm... I hope this doesn't come off radical. It but, probably will, you because know, you're a radical kind of guy. I'm a radical, but... I think we have to reevaluate the way we look at government when it was written by a bunch of people a long time ago that were probably, you know, they were slaveholders. They, there was not the world we live in today. Maybe they made some mistakes and some errors in judgment. And, you know, we should probably talk about that. Yeah. Well, if we're looking at the Constitution in yeah. terms of like as a living, breathing document Correct. that is ever evolving, mm-hmm. as as politicians and pundits love to say, as we're trying to and I want to say every once in a while about becoming a more perfect union. Right. I think we need to see what steps need to be taken. Correct. To really evaluate all of that. Um, I know this is a, a very bittersweet 
moment that I'm glad that you you kind of launched us into into that because That's what I'm here for. Well, I know there you go. No <laughs> one's gonna pee in the pool if you don't. That's you know? right. So, but it's like wow, I've never heard that before. Yeah. Keep, keep but going. you know, but it's like in terms of like uh, it, it is a, it is a time to celebrate. It really is. It is, and yes, and yet, and yet the need that we had that they had to take that lawmakers had to take this step right. in order to protect these these rights these mm-hmm. hard won rights that's messed up and the fact that there's discussion and people still voted no along party lines a lot of it's kind of ridiculous yeah. it is i don't i don't remember the congresswoman's name but she was like bawling just oh the one from missouri yes, yeah, yes, yes 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 and it's like what is wrong with you people well, it's the it's uh, we know exactly what's wrong with them. Well, it, it is the whole you know with the GOP. It is the organized discontent against a certain group, right? Um, you know, and then that's how you get voters out. And the performative aspect that of of the outrage of the discontent, the horror, the horror. Think of the children, the children. please. Think of the children. <laughs> you know, all of this. It's mm-hmm. it's wackadoodle. It is. Um, you know, and and what I like to say, you know, the 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 discontent, the perennial favorite of, of discontent is black people. Yes, yes, it's, it's good old fashioned racism. It's what we were here for. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Check up that one microaggression yep. right there. Again, not so little micro. No, huge, yeah, huge, huge aggression. You know, but this past election cycle, the discontent was uh, aimed at the LGBTQ community. Absolutely. That's what, it, particularly the trans community. Yes. Um, that that was the where they were discontent. Focusing all of that in order. That's the only way they can get people to vote for them because they think that the 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 queers are coming. Mm -hmm. They're they're going to they're grooming your children. They are corrupting society. They are devaluing the state of marriage for some reason. Correct. Um, And and because of that, we have to perform the outrage, the grief whatever it is well and the gop their playbook is find a group of people make our people hate those people yeah and that's that's their playbook so in right. two years from now it'll be different another group of it'll people. be another group of people i think two years ago it were it was immigrants and yeah. now is drag queens and and trans folks and in two years from now i i have no clue who they're going to come after i don't know it'll, it'll be it'll be a hodgepodge it'll knows? be fun but every two years there's another boogeyman that's after your children are they're after your jobs are they're after something the question that we, as as progressives, as Democrats, needs to start pushing back on instead of defending, because that's what we do. We go into defense. We defend immigrant rights. We defend trans rights, which we should. But instead of doing all that, we need to push back at the GOP and say, all right, so what do you want to do about it? Right. Besides banning everything, how can we make society better? If, you, if the problem is jobs... If immigrants are taking jobs, what are you doing to create more jobs? Mm-hmm. And show me the data that immigrants are taking jobs from quote unquote Americans. If drag queens are grooming our children, mm-hmm. uh, according to you folks, instead of banning drag shows, let's talk about what we're going to do education wise. Are we going to devote more funds and resources to education uh, so that maybe we can educate folks? Because in Illinois, for example, not to get off on a tangent, we actually pass legislation to teach young people about their bodies, about bodily autonomy, about consent. We did that Mm -hmm. here in Illinois. And the GOP 
was upset about it. Yep. So are you upset about children being taken advantage of? Why is the course of action not to teach children about consent, to teach them about their bodies? But no, no, no. GOP, all they want to do is just jump up and down and say no, 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 and ban everything, and then say, what about the economy? That's always their go-to. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. It's well, what about the tired. economy? It's because a Republican goes in, they ruin the economy, yep. a Democrat gets elected, fixes it. Correct. All that stuff. Um, and we know that with the GOP, mm-hmm. we know what they're against, but we don't know what they stand for. They stand for whatever their whatever the wind blows. Yep. Yep. Whatever their whoever's filling their coffers, that's who they stand. And for. they just have no solutions. They have no solutions, they have, and they lack souls and integrity. It's like and Festivus. It. It's yeah. like the airing of grievances. Yep. That's all they want to do. It's what they do. And then there's the feats of strength. I guess are outrage videos. Yep. Or something. Yeah. It, they, they're celebrating Festivus, which is not a Christian holiday. Well. Wait till they hear about the origins of Christmas. Itself. I know, right? <laughs> Gonna blow their minds. Blow their yeah. minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I will say, um, you, you know, it was, it was, it was a good, good day. There are plenty of limitations with this, this new law. Yes. Which, which are, we should rightfully bemoan. Absolutely. But I also think that one of the problems of of the Democratic Party is the. Letting perfection be the enemy of the good. Yes. Yep. You know, that is that is the biggest thing that that we we have. Like we're like, it can be so much better. But everybody, I think the entire country has lost sight on the art of the compromise, you know, that we need to both sides. We need to in order to get stuff done. There just has to be compromise. Correct. And it's a pretty big compromise for people not to be able to get married in their state. Should their state you know, should it come down that that marriage equality that that people that it goes back to states' rights in right. terms of people can marry who they want to look correct who they want to yes that that's a bummer that they have to travel out of state that they can't get married in their state I agree that's a huge huge bummer however um they can go to another state yes and get married mm-hmm. and then when they go back to that state that marriage is still recognized and that's important that is a huge huge thing here is what uh, uh what president biden said on tuesday uh before he uh assigned the the bill into mm-hmm. law the road to this moment has been long but those who believe in equality and justice you never gave up many of you standing on the south lawn here so many of you Put your relationships on the line, your jobs on the line, your lives on the line to fight for the law I'm about to sign. For me and the entire nation, thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, like, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And taking into, like, this, it goes, I mean, so many, we have such a short memory about, like, how many people have fought for these rights. Correct. You know, Correct. Loving versus Virginia was in the 60s, not too long ago. No, it, it's all very r- relatively recent. Yeah. When you look at the history of the world, it's all relatively recent, and it could all be taken away, as we saw with the uh, right of choice. Just like that, we have these justices on the bench that have one goal in place. It can change everything, so we have to codify everything now yeah 
Well, and and again, so the, just to clarify, the Respect yep. for Marriage Act does not codify same-sex uh, marriage, right. though. It just means that the Supreme Court, if the Supreme Court were to overturn Obergefell versus Hodges, states that oppose same-sex marriage could outlaw it, as abortions, uh, as anti-abortion states are doing after this summer's ruling. Correct. So yeah. So again, but it's it's a huge step. It was a huge, huge step. It's a huge step. I think we have to celebrate the small victories. Um, and keep working. Oh, 100%. We just got to celebrate and keep working. 100%. And I, right now, I kind of want to take this this celebration, you know, as we're entering into, you know, their, everyone's going on holiday breaks. Uh, when we come back, there's going to be new leadership yes. within the House. Oh, yeah. Have they even decided that yet? I, it's so, there's so many stories going back That's and so forth. That's so confusing as what's um, going on there. They'll figure it out. Yeah. But, uh. One thing I do want to say is that thank you to um, Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Absolutely. Um, you know, she said that one of the last bills she signed at the end of her first stint mm-hmm. as, as Speaker of the House was the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell, which is pretty amazing. And then now, one of the last bills that she has worked on will be is the Respect for, for Marriage Act. Speaker Pelosi has been a true ally and friend to our community. One. Hundred percent from day one. Yep. Her first speech was all about uh, on the on as when she was elected into into Congress was about uh, fighting AIDS. Yes. You know she's she is there. She has been there. She's been there, and she's been a huge huge ally. And to say like what a what a great way to the end of her first term mm-hmm. as Speaker of the House, and now she's ending her second term with this legislation as well. It's it's huge, and the and I loved. How uh, President Biden gave a special shout out to uh, Senator um, Tammy Baldwin. Yeah, and that's and, and for those that haven't researched Senator Baldwin, she's a great senator from uh, the state of Wisconsin. I r- encourage everyone to. She's done a lot of work. She's done a lot a of lot work. of work. We well, you were talking about it last week on the show because you know the legislation had been passed. He right. didn't sign it until this week. But Tammy Baldwin, she's one of those few politicians that have been out her entire career. Yes. She was elected to Wisconsin uh, state legislature as an openly lesbian person. And that is huge. That's gigantic yeah. at the time. And she's, she's always been on the forefront. She's never been in the closet mm-hmm. in, her, in her political life. She led the charge. Uh, with this in the Senate, she did, and she also came up with the strategy in terms of trying to get this vote passed by saying wisely, "We got to wait until the end of the midterms. Right? We have to because everybody's focused on that. We don't want to. This is just going to be more fuel to the fire. Right? So we we need to wait, and then we need to find those twelve. She found twelve senators, and she did. She did a good job, and I think she she what makes her good at being a senator is she does the long game, which in politics is now everybody wants everything now, everything right now, everything to be perfect right now. Sometimes you got to play the long game. Senator Baldwin played the long game and look look at what has been accomplished. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, she is, she, again, it's don't let perfect be the enemy of the good. Absolutely. We have to find ways to compromise. Compromise. That's a big thing. That is the word of the day. Compromise. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. You know. Well, that too, um, but we lack compromising skills um, in our politics so often. I know because we now everything is like is nothing but absolutes. Yes, you know, as opposed to like, all right, 
and it's great to have ideals and it's great to like this is what I see. Right. But we have to make sure that again, don't let perfect be the enemy of the good. I agree. What's going to work for everybody? Anyway, I'm very very happy that it, that it passed and it's wonderful. I think it's wonderful too. There we go. And we do have to take a break because we've just shot through that commercial break. Uh, time. Uh, because we actually have a guest coming up. Yeah, uh, we we're We're going to take a, a quick break and when we come back, we're going to speak uh, with one of the new co-artistic directors of IO, uh, Adonis Holmes. So uh, stick around. You're listening to Out Chicago right here on WCPT. back. I'm improviser Matthew Van Colden. You're listening to Out Chicago on WCPT 820. And welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Duff here along with Ken Mejia Bill. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, Ken. <laughs> hello, Yes, buddy. all right. Uh, you know, look, the uh, Chicago Comedy Institution, I.O., has, uh, they've had a rather turbulent couple of years, mm-hmm. uh, what's going on. But now, uh, you know, they were shut down during the pandemic. There was some stuff going on with the leadership beforehand. But now it's reopened under brand new leadership. Uh, and joining us now is one of the new co-artistic directors, uh, Adonis Holmes. Adonis, welcome to the show. Hello. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking time out today to uh, to join us. And congratulations on the new gig as one of the co-artistic directors of I.O. Um how how did this all come about? Because it's it's it has been a, a rocky road over there for again for a Chicago comedy institution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a, a, a very crazy time. So uh, the the new owners they met with um, uh, Mick Napier and Jen Eslin, who own the Annoyance, who've been so supportive in, in helping uh, engineer and bring this building back. So they led the hiring process. They hired me and the, the rest of the staff. And they've definitely been very supportive in uh, help ensuring the success of this building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's fantastic. I, I will always say this about the Chicago like comedy community, the theater community, all the arts community. It really is a community mm-hmm. here, and there is there's like a healthy sense of competition, but underneath it all, it is a sense of support, and we, like we want. Uh, everyone to succeed. It's that whole like a rising tide lifts all boats yep. kind of kind of vibe. How what was your journey to becoming one of the new artistic directors of IO? Uh, well, before the pandemic, I, I was a uh, I wouldn't say regular, but I, just because regular at IO meant performing four or five days a week. And I was still in the two to three day a week club uh-huh. before the uh, the pandemic closed. But, uh, but during the hiring process, I was doing a lot of shows, uh, meeting and connecting with uh, some other performers who used to perform at IO before the pandemic. So it, it definitely felt good to be uh, one of the people to help spearhead bringing this building back. Yeah. Uh, so, we, like we said, you know, there it was a hard the pandemic, which we're still in, but the the heart the hardest part, um, really affected a lot of of performing venues around the town, uh, and Io was one of those places that was shut down. Before then, though, there was a lot of um, 
grievances. There was a lot of uh, complaints against IO. Uh, you know, IO's co-founder Kashana Halperin. There was questionable casting and business practices. You know, there was a lot of stuff that people were dealing with. Then the pandemic hit. It shut down, and now it is it is under new ownership, new leadership. What is the main focus of this new leadership to help correct things and to help create a new environment that really will foster the next generation of comedy talent for the country? Yeah, I think our, our big priority is ensuring that uh, this this new iteration with the building is, is not only a, a haven for uh, both veteran and up-and-coming performers to feel safe and valued, but also the a a tentpole, if you will, for just community when it comes to um, comedy, when it comes to all varieties of, of, of acts, such as stand-up, not only improv and, and sketch, when it comes to um, writing. So I, I believe that going forward, we definitely want to make sure that the talent and performers that come here know that this is a safe place, that this is a place where community is front and center, and that we are tackling uh, this reopening the same way an, an improv team would uh, tackle a set, with uh, collaboration, with focusing on building put and putting the ensemble first, rather than having uh, one or two opinions lead the way. So it's definitely a more inviting and collaborative effort that we're, um, we're hoping to bring here. It, well, Adonis, I, and I've done a little research, and I just want to say, I think just having someone like you in this position is very important. There are so few um, artistic directors that are both, uh, that are of color. And so bringing that in, doing what you do, how do you, what is the plan or the platform to bring in more of these stories, tell more of these stories, and just kind of grow your grow your base a little bit? Um, most important thing is conversation, mm. connecting mm-hmm. with the people who walk in our doors. Um, t- tell them and have conversations about what they feel is working, it isn't working, um, which I think has been a huge success over the past month with both new and um, veteran performers coming into the building giving uh, them, uh, us, their feedback on the things that used to work, mm-hmm. the, the things that have been a success so far. And so I think definitely continuing um, and promoting those types of conversations in the building is something that we definitely want to uh, continue to cultivate. Awesome. And, uh, you know, with our new uh, DEIA board, who's helping instill some of those guideposts and, and values in every aspect of the building with outreach as well as um, as well as bringing in a more um, diverse lenses in the building is something that they've definitely been helping us cultivate. That is awesome. Yeah, that's amazing because, yeah. you know, uh, we, after 2020 and the, the murder of George Floyd, there were many artistic institutions mm-hmm. who were called to to task. They were, they were taken to task. They were called to the table being like, hey, you are not, what is your plan? There were and countless organizations have put forth like a DEI sort of plan, but very few have actually followed up with it. And Correct. it's wonderful to hear that the good folks over at IO uh, really are stepping up and making this to be, as you say, a tentpole of your values. I think that that's really 
wonderful to hear. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, just to kind of just to switch things up a little bit. When did you fall in love with improv? Mm. Oh, geez. I've probably, <laughs> before I knew it, I've probably been improvising my entire life. Right. I didn't know what to call it. Right. <laughs> um, <the actor>. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is what this is. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, after, after graduating, I moved right back here to Chicago. I had some pals tell me about I.O., uh, about the training program there, took a class, and truly the, the rest is history. Yeah, you got the bug. Yeah, I'm yeah. very yes. You got the got the, the yes, yes and bug right on the arm. Well, and Truly, the, I got the improv bug. And I'm sure you're uh, excited about a lot. But what are you the most excited about? Uh, something you guys are working on at IO. So I'm I'm very pumped about you know creating our um, our our not only our programming schedule but bringing back our our um, the bread and butter of IO were the um, improv teams the ensembles that were built so we're, we're slowly introducing new teams into the programming system we're slowly giving more opportunities to um, a, a diverse cast of performers in order to test their material in order to develop themselves so I'm very happy to start that treadmill again just because um, historically IO has always been the place where truly any comedian that you are thinking of currently in your head trained, developed, tested things in this building. So we're very excited about bringing those ensembles back. Yeah, it, it really awesome. is. A, it's great. And and for folks who might think, you know, I love the training center. The training centers are great. And just as a way to, to you know, these, these skills, these improviser skills are useful on so many different levels. Oh, yeah. Can you talk Absolutely. just briefly about, like, if you might not be interested in going in a career and in, in performing or a career in comedy, what are just some of the real life principles that you can pick up by taking uh, being a part of the training center at IO or 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 improv in general? Uh, empathy is a huge thing. Yeah, being able to uh, meet on the same plane as anyone else during a conversation, or rather than you know leading your specific point of view forward, but just being really receptive to the conversations and 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 the. Just the connection that is uh, allowed to you on, on a daily basis, just because I think improv has definitely deepened my understanding when it comes to just talking with strangers, when it comes to talking with the people I care about, really uh, leveling that understanding. And also, I think for anyone who is interested or desires being more comfortable talking in large groups or being more honest and vulnerable in any situation, I think improv and training and developing a sense of improv is something that is definitely helpful in those situations. 100%. And also Agreed. the whole idea of yes and. The fact that everything is a gift, not a Absolutely. not a problem. You know, so when you are confronted with something, you will be like, okay, great. Here's the reality. And what are we going to do about it? <laughs> you know, there's something that's... Absolutely. It really does, it does incredible things to your mindset. Um, I... I'm so I apologize that we we were running over uh, our last segment, so we have to wrap this up. But I'm so grateful, Adonis Holmes, that you took the time out today uh, to join us. Congratulations, congratulations as the one of the new co-artistic directors of IO. Y'all are out there uh, hoping to rebuild this this comedy institution here in Chicago, uh, and I wish you nothing but uh, success. Yes, uh, and congratulations and happy holidays to you. Yeah. 
Thank you both. Yeah, both of you take care. Right on. Make sure you go check out all the programming that's happening at IO. You can head to IO. I believe it's the website's iochicago.com, correct? Uh, ioimprov.com ioimprov.com so sorry about that adonis ioimprov.com adonis holmes happy holidays to you take care thank you we've got to take a quick break and when we come back it is the second hour about chicago right here on wcpt I'd like to welcome you to WCPT AM's Out Chicago. Think of us as Sunday brunch with your gay best friends. Now, please welcome your host, Scott Duff. And welcome back to the second hour of Out Chicago. Scott Duff here, along with Ken Mejia Beal. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, (laughs) chair of the Democratic Party of DuPage County. Yes, right. Yeah. That is right, the second largest county in the state of Illinois. And if I must say so myself, a great place to live. Well, there we go. Kicking butts and boom, taking boom. names. There we go. We're so happy that you're here with us. Uh, Ellen Miller has the day off. She is actually celebrating an early Christmas with her in-laws in Tennessee. Uh, so we wish you a happy early uh, Christmas. Happy the, everything. Happy everything. Yeah. There we are. Uh, and on this, the first night of Hanukkah. Hanukkah, yeah. There we are. Amazing. But that means we get to spend time with uh, you. I'm happy that. to be here. I'm so happy that it's you're here. Best day ever. It makes me happy. Uh, Joy. Joy. Wrapped an enigma. Yes. Boom. There we go. <laughs> well, we have got a joy-filled, <laughs> we've got a joy-filled second hour uh, set up for you uh, a little bit later on. You know, we love food here we at do. the show. We love it. We love to cook. Are you? A, do you enjoy I love cooking? Cooking. I cook every night. Fabulous. I'm that then guy. You're gonna love it because we're gonna have Steve McDonough. Yes. Who is one half of the Hardy Boys. I mean, we're talking celebrity shows. I got here. questions. And they were, well, you know, they were, the Hardy Boys were the very first winners of uh, Food Network's next Food Network star. I did my research. There we are. Yeah. He's also the host of the, co-host of the podcast, um, uh, But I Digest. Lovely. He's an auth- cookbook author. Mm-hmm. He's a mixologist. He's, a, he's an actor. He's a lovely guy. We're going to be having Steve McDonough uh, later on uh, in the show to talk to us about some Ideas for food. Let's talk about it. Because you know what? If you are dealing with some rocky family relationships, the best way to do it, a little, a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Or in this case, maybe a whole big charcuterie. That's right. Will help the crazy relatives go down a little bit and better vodka. and we're back to the vodka and there vodka. we are there we are okay yes 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 <laughs> but we'll go for food but before we jump into that right there i am so thrilled to have this our guest this next guest back the wonderful folks at helena handbag productions have struck gold again with the latest installation of the golden girls the lost episodes the obligatory holiday special and joining us now is artistic director david Serda. La Serda, welcome back to the show, my friend. Well, hello, hello. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Listen, you big old dum-dum. I love you. I love everybody at Hell in a Handbag Productions. Congratulations on this show. I saw it Friday night. Just delicious, delightful. Um, how I, when I was at you had a full house too. It was packed. Um, how how have audiences been receiving the, the latest incarnation of the Golden Girls, the Lost episodes, the obligatory holiday special? The Golden Girls it took that for them to really pack the houses. Um, we're seeing a resurgence 
resurgence in um, our audience numbers, which is really, really great. Um, and I don't know. I, I think people just love the Golden Girls parody. And parody, whatever, any kind of Golden Girls in any form they love. So. Um, and we really have a great time doing the show. Well, and, and I am people. I've, I've seen this show over the years too many times to count. I, I love it. I always leave with tears on my face because it's hilarious. What I mean, how do you guys, how do you come up with just how well done everything is? Like, what is your process? Well, we take it seriously. We we yeah, we rehearse and we the the goal of Hell in a Handbag with any parody we do is to keep it true and authentic to the source mm. and more or less respectful of the source, even though sometimes it doesn't seem like it is. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we were talking a lot. But we were talking earlier because Ken's a huge fan. He's huge. seen. He's, he's like, I'm gonna totally fanboy over David Serta. I'm, I'm, I'm like, holding it together, well, David. I'm you need to let it, it go. Together. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yes, but we were talking about how. What's so wonderful about these these, especially these Golden Girl parodies? Mm-hmm. It's like you you approach it as if it was a Golden Girls script. Yes. It is it is perfection. The way that you have created it, the way it is laid out, it is it follows the beats of a sitcom. Yes, uh, sitcom writing. It's it's so. It's um, dare I say reverent it is. for the irreverence of of uh, Helena Handbag. Um, and you and and I, I've told this to you. I have said it across the airwaves. I will say it again. David Serta is the most prolific playwright here in the city of Chicago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, it's, it constantly amazes me how much you create and how yeah. wonderful it all is. Where did you find inspiration for this new iteration with the obligatory holiday special? Well, it's about aging and. Um, elder care and and I'm kind of going through that with my dad so mm-hmm. um, I've been it's been heavy on my mind and um, it, you know I'm at that that age now where we're starting to take care of our parents mm-hmm. and I realized that, that the you know now the Golden Girls has a new layer for me I'm like oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. towards the end it's like you maybe didn't get along with your parents as much as you wanted to, but there's this pull that not all the time, but you know it depends on what they did or right, <laughs> right. There's this thing that brings you back to them, and um, you know me and my dad didn't have the best relationship, um, but he's a good guy, and so uh, that's why having their family is complicated. Um, and so I wanted to capture that, but also make it, you know, kind of laugh. For me, the way I survived most anything was just laughing, finding the humor in it. Mm-hmm. And so, and <laughs> and I grew up watching a lot of television. I was of that generation. And oh. so, like, those comic, those sitcom beats are kind of ingrained in me. Yeah. Right. You know, I wasn't obsessed with the Golden Girls. I watched it in its, <laughs> in its first run. Um, and... Uh, you know, I've met fans that are way more know the, way more about the Golden Girls than I do. Mm-hmm. I just go, I just think, well, what would I want them to do in this situation? What, you know, in my mind, whenever I watch anything, I think, hey, wouldn't it be funny if they did this? Right. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and I just 
filed away. <laughs> and that you do. And again, it's you approach the material with such great reference, mm-hmm. reverence with it. And the uh, the ensemble of actors that you have together, you all have really you have studied these characters of these four women yes in such a like you you know the actors like you can see the acting choices of Absolutely. of of everybody like all of all of them and you all incorporate those into your performance and first of all shout out to wonder study was it kelly bolton is that her name uh yeah Kelly Bolton. Yes, yeah. Kelly Bolton. I saw I saw a wonder study go on in the role of Sophia, oh, one of the most beloved characters absolutely. on there. She was amazing. Like it was so wonderful. <laughs> it was she was great the night that I saw her. And it was it was it really is so it, it's it's amazing to me. And I'm just happy that, that Helena Handbag just exists yeah, to, yeah. to great. Yeah. She's worked with us before and She's one of those people that can do that. I like I don't think I could do that. We'll just jump in and like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, yeah. but you all have been jumping in for like over twenty years now. And this past yeah. year was like a really big year for you. You all there was the debut of the drag seed at La Mama in New York. But yeah, that I my I felt like the Grinch, where my heart grew like eight sizes that day when I saw that you all were doing that. I'm like, yes, finally, <laughs> they you all need this recognition. What was that experience like? It was really wonderful, um, and I'm like the Grinch too. I, I'm always like, well, let's just wait until it happens and see. And I'm expecting, you know, I'm forever expecting the other shoe to drop, uh, just because. You know, I've always been right. Life is tough, kids. Right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um, it was just amazing, and they treated us so well, and we've got press coverage, and it was just wonderful meeting uh, people in New York who had heard about us, or people, a lot of Chicago transplants were there, too. They're like, oh, we miss you so much. Yeah. Oh. There's something like this in New York. And it was, it was like a dream come true. And, you know, we managed to get everybody there and our set. And, you know, during COVID times, it, it was um, it, it was it was challenging, but we did it and we did it right. We were like, well, if we're going to do this, let's not stay in a dump and let's have a good time. Right. And we, you know, we raised money. We had stipends for everybody and and. um it, it was just an amazing time, and I met with a lot of people, and it, it was like um, I felt like like that girl. Or yes, <laughs> that's how I, I often like, think of you. I think of you as uh, as a young Marlo Thomas. Right. Well, I used to love her because those big false eyelashes, and oh, black hair, and that and flip at hair. the at the bottom, <laughs> the flipper at yeah. the bottom of her hair. I just want to see you like running along the lakefront uh, this summer with a kite that has your your drawing of you on it. That would maybe I'll just do that. I'll run along the. Yeah, the, the, I'll videotape it. I will videotape it and put me. it on TikTok. There you go. Thanks, Sarah. I hope I don't break a hip. <laughs> I will. I'm definitely going to break a hip doing that whole thing. But, uh, one of the things that people, you know, over the years. Helena Handbag has produced many, many just like irreverent, yes. fun. You you celebrate 
camp which I think is a dying art, and it I'm is. so happy that you were there keeping it alive and educating the educating young folks about that whole thing. Mm-hmm. But what a lot of people don't also know about you all and you, David Serta, as the the artistic director of of Helena Handbag Productions, is your the philanthropic side. And every holiday, you all do. Uh, you've created this whole hams for hams. Uh, uh, movement. Yeah. Can you tell folks a little bit about that? Well, Hands for Hands was created um, because we feel we have to give, it's our requirement to give back to the community that supports us. And um, we just, I know Lori Cannon, and Lori Cannon runs Groceryland in Edgewater. And I've known Lori a long time, and she, she started the Meals and Wheels program mm-hmm. in the 80s for people with AIDS when nobody would touch them or want to be near them. And mm-hmm. um, she's done a lot for the community. And we just, I, mean, I was talking to her, and I said, well, what about funds around the holidays? So you can buy more expensive things like turkeys and hams and, and you know, fancy Christmas food uh, for her clients and uh, that's how it started and all we did was ask for the money at the end of the show and um, the community responded generously and I give a little speech after the show and just talk about you know it it stays with me growing I I came out in 1980 so um, uh, you know which was just when everything you know started a couple years later and Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm very aware that I'm lucky to be alive and experiencing Christmas in 2022 when a lot of um, my brilliant friends can't, you know, they aren't, they aren't here anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm just shocked that there are still, you know, there are still people with HIV and AIDS and there's still people, uh, they're low income and they need help with their food. And Laurie does that. It's nutritional counseling and food. And she supplies them with food every week. And I just think that's an amazing thing. And it's just the most basic thing anybody can agree with that. Uh, food. Absolutely. Providing yeah. food for your neighbors. It doesn't matter what political identity you have. Um and I've seen very conservative people give us a lot of money at the end of the handbag show. Yeah. We get a lot of like people who you know aren't progressive at the shows. Yeah. Because yeah. The Golden Girls brings everyone together. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Right. That together. is right. Indeed. And it's so wonderful that you're able to take that opportunity to uh, fundraise for an incredible organization. And of course, Lori Cannon is. She's Chicago legend, you know, in yeah. terms of she's a force of nature. Uh, and the fact that you all who seemingly are heartless folks because you can't be <laughs> do your own thing are nothing like that's all a charade just filled with heart. Um, and you do an incredible job raising money to for this incredible organization. It's so I want to thank you for that. Absolutely. Um, You're welcome. Yes. And thank you for being a friend is what I want to <laughs> with that. Hold, did you like how I did that? Oh, I never hear that. I'm sure you <laughs> never do. Never do. I'm so original. But OK, so while I have you here, I. I, 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 I too am a child of, of the 70s. I, I grew up 
lo- I love my, and my birthday is like three days after Christmas. So for me, I'm always like, oh, look, people are putting up these decorations and these lights. It's like, yeah, 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 for Jesus, but also for me. Yes. So that um, means it's for Scott. It's for me. That's you right. know. But I fell in love with the Rankin and Bass. Christmas specials, you know, of when we course. were when we were growing up, you know, uh, of course, the gateway drug was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Right. Fabulous. But then you find like all the weird ones, like, you know, the first Christmas snow with Angela Lansbury as a nun who has to take care of a blind little shepherd boy. Love it. I don't even remember that one. Girl, you stuff. need to Google that one. That's good. <laughs> I need to There's Google like, I know there was one with Shelly Winters as Santa Claus, right? I'm Mrs. Claus. Shelly Winters? Like Rudolph Shiny, was Rudolph's shiny new year, or maybe that was Shirley Booth. It's Shirley Booth. I'm confused. It's Shirley Booth. It's Shirley Booth oh. right there. Uh, but I love them. I grew up with them. For me, the the sound of Christmas is nothing but the sound of reindeer of Rankin and Bass reindeer flying. That 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 to me, I hear that. I'm immediately in Christmas mode. And since we are celebrating the holidays, I was wondering. And you are are the camp queen. Uh, I was wondering if you might be able to take a little uh, Rankin and Bass Christmas special quiz. Ooh. Well, I'll try, and I won't cheat, I swear. Okay, fine. Well, just to let you know, we're going to be, I'm basically going to be pulling these from Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, You're Without a Santa Claus, and Santa Claus is coming to town. So, you've been warned. Okay. All right, so, in Frosty the Snowman, what are Frosty's first words? Would you, it's either, is it hello uh, there? It, yeah. Happy birthday, I'm alive, or Merry Christmas. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. You are correct. Ding, you ding, are correct. Ding, ding, ding. Um, how high can Frosty count? Is it to uh, 10, 5, 9, or he can't count? Um, 5? He can count to 5. That is correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Who is the girl that helps Frosty to the North Pole? Is it Karen, Allie, Jen, or Cassie? Karen. Karen, correct. Ding, ding, there ding, we ding, are. Ponytail. Uh, so he also encounters this uh, uh, rabbit along the way. What is the name of the magician's rabbit? Is it Alakazam, Hocus Pocus, Abra, or Rabbit? Isn't it Alakazam? No, it is Hocus Pocus. Uh, Hocus Pocus. He is the king of charades because he doesn't really speak. It's a cartoon. It's not a puppet. It's true. I'm with you. (laughs) I know. Frosty's kind of like, oh. What brings Frosty to life? Is it a magic broom, a magic button nose, a magic hat? The children summon the dark spirit of of frozen snow. Jeez. Well, I would like to think the former. Yes. Uh, uh, the, the last one, but I think it's the hat. Yeah, it is a magic hat, ding, then, ding. indeed. Although I would, I would, there's the idea for your next uh, holiday special. The children conjuring the dark spirit of Frosive Snow. I, that, I'll be in the front row. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> what is Frosty's last line? I'll be back someday. Uh, I, uh, 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 poop. I'll be I'll be back like before. I'll be back on Christmas Day, or I'll be back. I'll be back someday. I'll I'll be back on Christmas Day. Oh shoot! I know it's oh, okay. It's, it's okay. In uh, what is the narrator's <laughs> name in Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? Is it Ives, Sam, Winter, or Leon? What, what what was the question again? What is the name of the narrator in Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? Ives. Oh, you mean the actor? No, no, no. The the name of the narrator, the character. Ives, Sam, Winter, or Leon. Sam. 
It is Sam. You are correct. You're bing, right. and, bing, uh, bing. and finally, what does Santa sing when he first meets baby Rudolph? Is it jingle, jingle, jingle? Uh, is it uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Reindeer games or I need a hero? <laughs> <laughs> jingle, jingle, jingle. Yes, there we are. All right. You did it. <laughs> Yet again, impressed. Well, you know, now Rudolph is so professional now. There's official Rankin Bass Productions, and it's kind of like creepy to see. Oh, know? I bet it's totally creepy. And let alone the fact that Santa is a total jerk in that entire yep. thing. Santa is the worst oh, yeah. person ever he in is. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Justice mm-hmm. for, justice for uh, Rudolph. Yes. Yeah. It can happen, David. The costumes, of the, the, the costumes for the, 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 the real productions, I just saw a friend of, Facebook friend of mine who plays Santa in the Milwaukee version. These pictures, these Costumes are so on point and wonderful. They're a little too perfect, and I just think of the how we had to, what we had to go through to make those. Like you know, because we did a parody for years, right? That. And now it's like our Rudolph is like dirty Rudolph. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm wow. I am still journaling from Snow Girls, where I first encountered reindeer nipples. So there we are. I'm I am still journaling through that. But you know what? If you are looking for something to do to celebrate the holidays, uh, make sure you check out Helena Handbag Productions' uh, latest installation of the Golden Girls, the Lost episodes, the obligatory holiday special. It is running at the center on Halstead through December 30th. And if folks can't make it to the show, can they still send money to you for Hams for Hams? For ham for ham, sure. Uh, or or, or even for a handbag production. Yeah, <laughs> if they send it for hands for hams, they have to earmark it. They have to put in a note. Okay. Like for ham for ham. But they go to handbagproductions.org. And there's a donate button on there. But also, you know, Grocery Land, it's in Broadway, in Edgewater, mm-hmm. Broadway. Um, it's pretty easy to find. But um, if you give us the money, we'll make sure Lori gets it. We're uh, giving it toward the 23rd. There you go. Um, and the yes. Golden Girls might even be visiting to help hand out. The oh, list. boy. I love it. All right. Well, again, the Golden Girls, the Lost Episodes, the obligatory holiday special runs through December 30th at the Center on Halstead. Go to handbagproductions.org to uh, get your tickets uh, and also make a donation yes. at this not-for-profit, which you can write off at the end of this year because it's not-for-profit and they're doing good things. Right. I don't know. It's like government magic. There we are. Thank <laughs> you for the government magic. And thank you for the yes. holiday magic and cheer that and you are cheer. that you are spreading, David Serta, artistic Whoa. director of Han- Helena Handbag Productions. Uh, happy holidays to you, my friend. Yes. Happy holidays to you both. Love, love, love. Uh, love, love, you, love. David. All right, we have got to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be speaking with Steve McDonough about some holiday food ideas. Yummy! So stick around and have an empty belly. Uh, there's more at Chicago right here on WCPT. Hi, this is Renee Taylor. You're listening to Out Chicago, WCPT 820. And welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Duff here along with uh, Ken Mejia Beal. Hello. I was going to say Ellen Miller. You are not Ellen Miller. I will answer to anything. Oh, well. That's why I'm here. 
<laughs> there we go. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I love it. Thank you for being here. We're so happy that you were here to celebrate uh, the holidays with us. I wouldn't. I don't want to be anywhere else. I know. Actually, I just want to tease. Actually, this is our last live show of the year. We're going to be taking uh, Christmas Day and New Year's Day off. We've already pre-recorded some uh, some shows for what we like to call the the best and. About I Chicago, cannot wait. And and while I'm watching, I, I plan on eating and stuffing my face. So I'm super I excited well, then about, you are in luck, yes, my friend, buddy. because uh, look, we our next guest I love so very very dearly. Um, he is one half of the Hardy Boys. He is an author. He is a podcaster. He is an actor. He is a mixologist. He is and uh, one hell of a tap dancer. Uh, it's our it's our friend Whoa. Steve McDonough. Steve McDonough, hello there. <laughs> Hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, my friend? I am in a great, wonderful, festive Christmas mood. I'm doing a reading at the Goodman Theater today, and Ooh. I'm getting to do, you know, I'm drinking later on, and I'm doing theater right now. I mean, I'm a happy, happy boy. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much for Best taking time ever. out of, of <laughs> the, the reading to join us today. Uh, that, you're great, a fancy. Just yeah. like eggs yeah, or meat. I'm feeling fancy today. Yeah, you should. You should, you should. So I've, you know, I I love cooking. I love cooking. It makes me happy. It is my love language, as it were. And, you know, we're coming up with the holidays. Uh, I was wondering if you might be able to give us folks some ideas about, like, what we can make, especially, like, to, tonight. Tonight's the first night of Hanukkah. Yeah. Um, do you have, do you have yeah. any any idea? I, like, I do, I do, because I was Dan and I were just talking about this. Um, he does a, you know, he does brisket, and if you, yum. yeah, oh gosh, you gotta if you know somebody who does a really good brisket, you gotta hold that person close. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and I love what he does at Hanukkah just to kind of change it a bit. He does what he calls a Sephardic brisket because the Sephardic Jews use a lot of. Uh, dried fruits in their dishes. Mm -hmm. So he braises the brisket and beef stock and red wine, but then like dried apricots and onions and prunes. And it's it's kind of a really nice kind of little bump up to there. You get all that 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 sweetness and then they plump up with the with the juices. Really oh. nice. Oh, oh yum. That sounds amazing. You know, I I've heard this about you that you enjoy a plump fruit. I, I am. What you call me? Uh, I'm just saying that you enjoy one, not that you. You know, I. I speaking of, I am. I am that. I am a plump fruit oh, right over I, here. No, is this not the worst time for all of us? Oh, yeah. I don't care. I've I've washed my hands. Whatever. I, it is like I'll, I'll deal with it in a couple of weeks. Well, if I can just say, yeah, go. Steve. I've I've been on a diet all year, and it go, comes off today at 6 p.m. And I love eggnog. So what should oh. I be? I do. So Steve, help me. What am I doing? Like oh oh, here's the thing about eggnog. Yeah, I, I'm really really having an eggnog moment because I used to buy eggnog and I used to think, why don't I just save myself the trouble? Buy the eggnog, walk out of the supermarket, and throw it into the trash rather than. <laughs> <laughs> and in March, going is that still in there? Yeah. So. Because honestly, when it really comes down to it, eggnog at this time of year is just lovely. But maybe, truly, you just want, like, a glass while you're putting up the tree, and you're not going to drink it off because it's so heavy. Right. 
So I think it just needs a splash of something fun. Now, of course, people are just like, you know, rum or brandy. I get it. But if you if you are going to use rum, you have to use a dark rum, not a spiced rum like Captain Morgan's, but, you know, like a dark rum, like a Gosling's Black Seal or something Ooh. like that, or a Myers dark rum. Got it. It mm-hmm. gives it more caramel flavor. But what I love, love, is to use all of those what I call secondary spirits, meaning your primary spirits are bourbon, uh, you know, vodka, gin, whatever. And your secondary spirits are going to be things like Cointreau mm. and um, uh, Benedictine. And that's what I'm getting to. Okay. Oh. A splash of Benedictine in your uh, eggnog or a splash of, if you have it, chartreuse. It's all of those. They're filled with herbs. Yeah. What is, herbs. What is Benedictine? Because I, I, I know um, I'm not very familiar with that. Oh. It's an herbal liqueur. Okay. So if you, have you ever had a brandy and Benedictine? A B&B, rather? I, B&B I have not. I don't think I have. Oh, really? It's a bottle that you can get, a B&B. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. After dinner drink. Okay. okay. So Benedictine is just packed with, with herbs that are historically made by monks with a secret uh, recipe. <laughs> are they just, just monks with a secret? I mean, and isn't that at most monks? <laughs> right? Most monks with right? a secret? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a plump right? fruit. Yeah, well, there you have it. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, doing something like that is, is the way to go. And by the way, you should all buy Benedictine because um, it is in some of my favorite cocktails. And when I tell you to buy something like in Oh, I'm going to plug my book. You all ready? Sit down. Yeah, do it. The Please. Uh, the New Old Bar, which you can download um, anywhere, The New Old Bar. When I tell you to buy something like Benedictine, I promise you will use it in multiple drinks. I'm not going to make you buy uh, one weird bottle of something that will never get used right. again. So I want people to experiment. But anyway, that's the when you're talking about a drink with brandy or with um, with bourbon, that Benedictine just brings in all of this flavor and a weightiness on the tongue. Oh, it's just lovely. Guess who's yeah. going to Benny's when this is over? I know, right? <laughs> I'm on my way. But now, okay, so say that you are being crafty. Because I know, uh-huh. like, with your new, you've got a new episode of But I Digest, the podcast, coming out this week. Uh, It'll be out Tuesday on eggnog. Uh, it's on eggnog. <laughs> yes. I know. I was like, when you, Ken, when you said that, I'm like, oh my gosh, the dream transition. I'm, but, I'm here. Okay. So if somebody is feeling crafty, you know, they're all up in their domestic goddessness and they're like, I'm going to make my own eggnog. What is, do you have a recipe for for eggnog, like from scratch? Um, I don't make my own eggnog. Oh, 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 okay. Make my oh. own Tom and Jerry. Oh. Let's so, talk which is about eggnog it. adjacent. Yeah. So a Tom and Jerry is a really old drink. Uh, it's like a version of eggnog. You make a batter, and the batter is sugar and eggs and um, you take a scoop of it, uh, lots of spices, those Christmassy spices, mm-hmm. and you can keep the batter for a couple of days. And then you put the batter into a mug, and then you fill that mug with hot water or milk, and the batter kind of rises to the top like this big, like lovely Christmas Amazing. fluff. And have you ever seen? Have you ever seen the uh, the old punch bowls at at a, at at a, at a goodwill that say Tom and Jerry on them with little oh. cups that say Tom and Jerry, and you're like, what is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that's they were made specifically for this. It is a very, very holiday drink. In fact, I just went to Miller's Pub on Friday because they are famous for making Tom and Jerry every single year. You know, Miller's Pub in the Loop has been around since uh, 1934, I think. And every single year you go and you sit there and you get a, a cup of this hot brandy and rum batter. They use water in theirs. But it's a very special, warm Christmas eggnog-adjacent drink. I was just there last week and had that, and I just showed uh, just showed Scott the picture. I know, so my jaw just dropped. So. It's amazing. Like, oh, oh, so yeah. beautiful. Steve, we have to have dinner or something. I know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's do it. So, okay, so we've got, the, so we're all going to get sauced on some eggnog. Yes. We're going to be using our Benedictine. We're using my dark rum. We're not We're not putting Malibu, so we all taste like sun, oh. suntan lotion. No, no, no. You know, or, or, Although, I'm sorry, can I just say one thing yeah. about that? Because when we're talking about eggnog in this in the podcast, but I digest the one that will come out this week. As I'm talking about all of those eggnogs, we're talking about uh, the one in, oh my gosh, is it Peru? I can't remember which country, but theirs is a coconut eggnog. Oh. Oh, that. So, so yeah, maybe you, you can know. use the Malibu. Well, they put in a coconut cream in place of eggs. So just imagine a cup of that. Oh, yum. Right? I'm ready to. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's that not necessarily floating Ken, Ken's boat, but that's I, it. I'm, I'm going to check out on the coconut, but, I mean, you had me before that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're, we're, we're boozing it up. We got yeah. go Now, what it comes down to, like, what what should we eat? You know, there's so much, There, I yes. feel like there's so much pressure around these holiday meals. You know, we've got, like, you know, yeah. Hanukkah uh, tonight. You've got mm-hmm. Christmas coming up next week. You've got, you know, the incredible pressure about having an amazing time on New Year's Eve, which is always defies expectation. Like it's weird. Yeah. What What do you What do you suggest to make things not only delicious but successful and hopefully relatively stress free? Well, I think that I didn't really think about this before. So this This is my honest uh, initial response. I think that the way we eat. Dan and I and our family is really we is very sides focused. Yeah. So if which I think makes it a lot easier. So if you're doing you know Christmas the way we do it, it'll often be you know like a, a, a beef tenderloin or you know at the most like a beef Wellington or something. And then there's like when we do Thanksgiving, you know, we have Gail Gandover. We do twenty two sides. Wow. So I think we are really side people um, this year. We're going to go kind of easy at Christmas as well. We're doing a one-pot meal. Uh, we're all in the mood for something franche and warm for the for the cockles of your franche heart. Yeah. We're, so, we're oh, doing, boy. Uh, yeah, we're going to do French onion soup and uh, cockle van. Oh. Gail Gairn's coming over with a croquembouche. Uh, all right. Yeah. Wow. That sounds nice. That sounds wonderful. That sounds wonder. I love French onion soup. It's one of my favorite things. I love making it. Um, It's alas, I live with somebody who it's it's not their favorite thing. Which that's how it works. Yes, I don't understand it. It's it's very weird. He also brushes his teeth with hot water. So do I put what liquor in your? Uh, There's some. I put in some wine, and then there's cognac as well. Oh, how nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very but nice. for some reason, it just does not, it does not agree with, with his delicate 
uh, <clears throat> plump fruit, you know, <laughs> basically what it is. So, so there we are. <laughs> but that sounds wonderful that you and like and Gail Gand again. Her, she is my go-to for cookie recipes. Uh, her snickerdoodles. Mm. I love a good make snicker doodle. Every, make them every year. Still want to meet her, give her a big hug, and say thank you. So hopefully you can you can give her a big hug well, and thank I, you. I can make that happen. There we are. Um, so so, but what are you all doing for for Hardy Boys? Say somebody like you know what the best way mm-hmm. to make it like stress free is to I don't know order in. So what are, what's going in. on? Did at, you set me up and I dropped that ball. Is that what just happened? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, it must have been your Tom and Jerry or whatever. Yep, Tom and Jerry. There you go. So uh, what are y'all? What are y'all cooking up over at the Hardy Boys, which is the best way for stress-free entertaining? Oh, well, bless your heart. On uh, You have to get your orders in by Tuesday at noon. Go to hardyboys.com to check out the menu. So what we we have for Christmas Eve, we always do the Feast of the Seven Fish. Yes. Big Italian thing mm-hmm. with the dance family. Um, and so we make it much tighter. So that people can pick it up and get seven fish. So with, if you pick up our Christmas Eve piece of the seven fish, there is a, a salt cod, bromdod, as a starter, as well as smoked salmon and caviar uh-huh. spread for starters. Uh-huh. And then we get the rest of the fish in a big trottino with clams and mussels and scallops and potato and tomato fennel broth. And so that way you're getting, actually we have eight fish because Sam's an overdoer. Uh, <laughs> Overachievers. On Christmas Day, we're doing uh, like oh a beef tenderloin crusted with porcini, with a mushroom bordelaise, and then we've got your you know the turkey and the ham because so many people love. I mean, Christmas is about traditions, isn't it? Of it course, is. it is. Um, and you know, veggies like balsamic glaze, Brussels sprouts, mm. and broccolini, all of the the pumpernickel rolls and desserts like truss leches cake and sticky toffee pudding because I've got like. I gotta have some England. Yeah, in I'm with you. This is, this sounds amazing. I'm with you. Give me sticky toffee pudding any day of the year. Love it. That's great. Love it. But uh, so, are you? Are you also doing anything fun for New Year's? Say, folks are finally like, oh, you know what? We're we can kind of gather again, and we feel a little bit better about that. So we're throwing a big New Year's Eve party. Are you doing anything fun for New Year's this year with Hardy Boys? You know, that's a great question because <laughs> traditionally, when Dan and I first started. As a couple owning a catering business, like we were doing everything. Right. All, all, I mean, we were doing everything, ordering, cooking, buying, serving. Um, and so New Year's Eve, we would finally be done. And New Year's Day, we were the happiest sums of you-know-what's anywhere. <laughs> Every single person's house drinking anything that they had. New Year's Day was our day. So we've made that a tradition. We've got a... Um, uh, a house in Michigan out in the woods and our neighbors there are like a big core group of our friends. So I organize a dine around on New Year's Day. Ooh. But it, yes, but it's a cocktail party dine around. So at Even each better. house Yes, at each house <laughs> the host is only allowed to put out like little snacky foods and somebody has to impress me with one cocktail. And then you go to the next house oh for Maggie Foods and another cocktail. And it's always snowing and people are like driving into the 
ditches and oh, that's and fun. Snow and it's oh god, it's so good. <laughs> oh, it sounds kind of like a public safety hazard there too. At the same time, yeah, I love it. Oh god, one year, the first year we did it, Nate was so small. Our son Nate was so small. He was in his uh, he was in his car seat, and he and I are headed to the second house, and we're headed down this hill, and the car is not stopping, and it's going very very slowly, and I just had enough time to turn around and go. Okay, buddy, hold on, because we're going to drive into the trees now. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Wow. All right. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. Uh, well, that Can is I an... Tell you one other thing. Yes. If, do we have time for one other yeah, absolutely. thing? Absolutely. I want to tell you what my cocktail is for this entire year. Yes. For the entire winter, and that's what it, this is what I'm going to be doing for New Year's Day. Gail came to my house with a vanilla syrup. You know, she's made vanilla syrups before, but she's got the real vanilla beans in there, and she had left them in there since October. So it's this real amber vanilla syrup. And I thought, what would happen if I made this into an old-fashioned? Just the vanilla bean syrup, swirl it around the glass, coat the glass with it, put in a nutty rye whiskey and a couple cherries, but a big, fat, squeezed orange peel. Mm. Heaven. Uh, Heaven. Oh. It is it is the twenty twenty two post COVID cocktail. All right. I'm here for it. I know. Well, I know. Uh, Ken and I, we're going to load up the car. We're going to slide our I'm way over to, to Michigan. This is over. We're going over to Michigan, though. On New Year's yes. Day, we're going to Michigan. We're knocking on your door yeah. and demanding demanding this. Um, Steve McDonough, thank you so much for taking time out today, and thank you for always making the Yuletide a little bit gayer and a little bit more bright. <laughs> uh, and and much love to your family, to Dan and to Nate. Um, and congrats on the, on the reading. You've got so much stuff going on here. Uh, if you want to find out more information, go to Hardy Boys. Get like, go get some food. Go now. That'd be great. And order by Tuesday. Yeah, order by Tuesday. So you can get in on the holiday deals. You can always uh, pick up the, a copy of of the book, uh, the new old. Is it new old fashioned cocktails? New the, old. The, the new old bar. The new old bar for download, and you can get that at the website butidigest.com, which is our uh, which is our podcast, which is really fun. That's coming up on Tuesday as well. And if yes. if you love food, I'm telling you that you and Hans are absolutely delightful. It's great for food nerds like me because you really do a deep dive into this whole thing. And you do it hilariously and with a lot of uh, intelligence and heart. So But I Digest is the podcast. The New Old Bar is the book. I actually have a copy of it. It is so, so good. Hardy Boys, did we plug everything? You needed to <laughs> pretty pretty much. I didn't know I needed some some things plugged. I, were plugged. But hey, we can Gotta do plug. all that. We, we can plug. do all that. You know, you're my buddy. I'm, I will plug everything for you, uh, especially okay. since I'm a big plump fruit. So, Steve McDonough, <laughs> thank you so much. Happy holidays to you, uh, and break legs at your uh, reading today. Yes. Thank you. Mwah, mwah. Mwah, Happy, holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. Much love to the entire family. And don't forget to give Gail a big old squeeze for me, and especially for the snickerdoodle recipe. Uh, we are going to take a quick break, and when we come back, it's the final thrilling show-stopping moments of Out Chicago right here on WCPT.
Welcome back. I'm Paul Oakley Stovall. You're listening to Out Chicago on WCPT. And welcome back to Out Chicago. Scott Duff here along with Ken Mejia Beal. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. As you said earlier, this is the last live show that we have for the year uh, because Christmas Day and New Year's Day are on Sundays. Yes. Uh, Ellen and I and the incredible team here at Out Chicago and WCPT, we've been working hard to put together new episodes uh, for you for Christmas Day. And for New Year's Day on Christmas, we kind of focus. We're focusing on um, entertainments and distractions that you can have. We uh, we we're speaking with a uh, filmmaker and director Richard Knight Jr. Ooh. and uh, David Pevsner, who is a, a, an actor. Uh, and we're talking about the the gay version of a Christmas Carol that we. I actually I'm, I'm in it. I, oh, I'm in it. Called Let's Scrooge and Marley. Oh yeah, uh, it, it was celebrating its tenth anniversary. So we uh, we got together with the the director and writer and and the star of it. Uh, and we were kind of talking about ten years of 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 this film that's finally available to be streamed. And way to celebrate your holiday. We talk about things that you can do uh, throughout. You know, that week, because you never know. No. That week between Christmas and New Year's is always like, are we work? Are we working? No, we're not. Are we working? I'm not. There we are. There, well, okay. <laughs> there not. you go. Uh, <laughs> so we're talking about that. We talk about the documentary film of Art Pep and Brightwood oh, 659, so the good. exhibit that's happening at the galleries yeah. down there. Lots of things to do. And then for New Year's Day, we decided to celebrate Chicagoans who are doing, who are fighting the good fight out there, who are doing good out in the world. Mm. So we're going to be replaying some of of our uh, uh, favorite interviews. It was really hard to kind of whittle it down uh, from this past year, but we're doing a great year. It's been a really wonderful year. So yeah, so we hope that you still tune in, even though it won't be live, we won't be able to get your calls uh, or your, your feedback on social media at at the time. But, uh, but we hope you enjoy. Uh, Ken, what are, what are you doing for your, your holidays? Well, uh, Christmas, I am making my white uh, fudge. With cookie crumbles. Oh. Yes. As I said, today at 6 p.m., the diet goes out the window. Great. And I'm back on January 2nd. And New Year's uh, Eve, every year, it's a contest. I try to see if I can stay awake for it. And, you know, the last couple of years, I failed miserably. So, you know, this year, I'm just trying to make it to 1201. All right, to actually stay awake. I try. Yeah. It is really hard. It can be hard, I know. Yeah. Well, because you're ancient. Well, no, I'm a vodka martini man. Oh, there and you go. <laughs> <laughs> it gets rough pace after yourself. 11. You need to pace yourself. Well, you know. With that whole thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard. Let's, well, this so trying. Like you've got some good celebrations that are going to be coming out. A lot of great celebrations. Um, out in DuPage. And, and I do want to make a really quick plug. Please. February 26th. Uh, we are having our Democratic Gala in DuPage. Uh, tickets are very cheap right now. They're only $90. So if you go to DuPageDemocrats.com, grab a ticket for February 26. We are going to be giving a Lifetime Achievement Award to Secretary of State Jesse White. I'm oh, really excited about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I yeah. just went to the DMV this week. <laughs> Because yes. I had, because my life, my my I license know. expires on my birthday, so I had to get it done, uh, and I was like, oh wait, this is the last. I they were like, we need like well, I'm like, well, while I'm here. I think I I think I have all the documentation to get my real right. ID. Yes, you know. Oh. So I had, yeah. and they're like, okay, so we, what do we need? I'm like, I need everything, two, you know. But like, I need two uh, proof of addresses, mm-hmm. you know, and like, well, here's. 
people's gas or common one right. of those things. I'm like, and here is a letter from Jesse White. That's yeah. right. And and they're like, oh well, you know, coming up soon, we're it's going to be somebody completely yeah. different. And I'm like, oh, that's right, Alexi. Yeah, so that's really great. No, and I, I think, you know, we have to celebrate. He's done a lot, and so I'm excited that the DuPage Dems and, and myself are going to be celebrating him this next year. Next year, yeah. Next year, February 26th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's exciting. I'm Sounds like fun stuff. Stoked. I am stoked. Cool. Yes, I am headed to uh, Iowa to be with my family. Yay! Although apparently not all of my family, because <clears throat> one of them doesn't want to take a COVID test, which is strange. It, hap- it happens. I know it does. Whatever. Yeah. It'll be fine. It'll be fine, but to be around uh, folks. I've been really trying to... I mean, uh, for me personally, it's been kind of like a, uh, a hard time getting into the holiday spirit Yeah. this year. Um, so it was kind of like, it's been a... We were talking about finding that joy. I've been really trying to find that holiday spirit yes. and like r- rustle it up. We finally put up our Christmas tree this week, uh, which will test any relationship, yeah. I think. Yeah, it will. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a 12-foot white tree. Oh, bless you. That's pre-lit, but the top and the bottom lights have gone out. <laughs> So right. now it's all about like it is nothing but like extension cords running up through the top and like oh. additional lights that have been put on so throughout the whole thing. So that's what we're doing for Christmas. That is what we're doing. We, yeah, God we do that. We, now we're going to do that. <laughs> we uh, watched, I did our annual viewing of It's a Wonderful Life uh, just last night. I've never seen it. I'm seeing it for the first time tonight at Hollywood Boulevard. Oh. I have never seen it in my life. I am so excited. I lo- Here's the thing. It's dark. It's really dark. I mean, it's about suicide. Not, not right now, Scott. I didn't know that. So You did or did not? I did not. Oh. Yeah. You, what do you, what do you know about it if it's a wonderful it. life? I, I've never seen it. Oh. I, I don't know much about it. Oh. Um, uh, a friend of mine said, I can't believe you've never seen it. It's going to be at Hollywood Boulevard. We should go see it. And now you're telling me this. Well, no, it's a little dark. I mean, I weep like a baby. Like, it, it, here's the thing. I can okay. I can basically recite that that movie. It's my t- in my top five okay. films of all times. Okay. I can recite the entire thing front to back. I love it. I think the message is great. I love that era of, of filmmaking. Jimmy Stewart is just wonderful. Donna Reed. Stop it, Donna Reed. You're Aww. killing me. I love her. She's so good. Like, everybody in that film is so great. Um, and the message is so wonderful. Well, I'll let you know what I think. At the end. Tonight. But as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, it's a little... It's dark. It, it's, it goes dark places. Well, but I think it's the payoff is worth every second of well, it. Well, I, I like to start off my Christmas holiday by watching the best Christmas movie ever made, Mommy Dearest. Um, <laughs> so I did that last night. So I am in. I am here. I'm ready. It's wonderful. You're going to fall in love with Donna Reed. Okay. That's all I have to say. I better. She's amazing. They're okay. all amazing. It's so good. <laughs> uh, and you all are amazing. Thank you so much for uh, for joining us today. I want to thank all of our guests, Adonis Holmes, David Serta, Steve McDonough. Uh, Devin, you are incredible. Thank you yes. so much. Uh, happy holidays to you. Uh, and, and make sure you tune into the Sports Cubicle tonight at 9 o'clock. Paul, thank you for being there. Uh, happy holidays to you as well. Ken Mejia Beal, thank you for joining thank us today. Thank you for being a friend. Oh, yes. Thank you for being a friend uh and i uh want to say everybody out there uh you know happy holidays to everyone uh we'll we'll come back at you live on january 8th but until then this is scott duff saying stay proud